Hello, hello, hello world. Welcome back to Autism Mom's Umbrella Podcast. This is day two, episode two, and I know yesterday I was kind of all over the place because I was excited and anxious and nervous. I had the jitters. I was just like, oh my God, um, just flow. Just go with what you feel like you should say and just run with it. So that's what I, <laughs> that's what I did. So today's topic is going to be on Princeton's developmental milestones that were missed. These milestones sparked question, which led up ultimately to his diagnosis. So um, Princeton started daycare about six months because mommy had to work and mommy had to do what mommy had to do. And... um, Things were great. He started an in-home daycare and I had one of the daycare owners pull me to the side and say, hey, you know, um, he won't crawl. He's not interacting with other children. Um, Maybe he's slow to development. Um, Don't worry too much about it because I was asking about his day and um, she was sent videos. I'm like, why isn't he doing anything but eating or laying on the floor? And she explained that. So I want to say about nine months, I'm like, okay, boy, you're not crawling. Um, just, he was just kind of like, I don't know. He, he babbled and he played and he chewed and all on things and the teething thing, but he didn't try to roll or crawl or anything. I'm like, okay, it's nine months. So I was like, okay, well, all right, being a first-time mommy jitters, I'm questioning everything because I'm excited about steps. I was like, okay, let's wait. So his first birthday comes around, and he was frustrated because all the other one-year-old kids were running and jumping and playing and rolling, and he had just learned how to crawl at 10 months. So he was frustrated that he couldn't keep up with everybody, and plus it was his birthday. So it kind of made me feel bad. And I do remember carrying him all the time because his legs were literally like noodles. He had no muscle tone or tension in his legs, hips, or core whatsoever. So he had his 12-month checkup. And I was explaining to the doctor, you know, him crawling late and him being frustrated in his behavior. And she was, she goes, well, give him till about 15 months, slow development. In my mind, I'm like, I'm so tired of hearing it, but whatever. He did start crawling late, so okay, maybe. Month 15, I'm like, okay, you're hurting my back. You're heavy. I lived on the third floor. I had to carry him everywhere. I had back problems. Went to the doctor, and I had acute scoliosis. It's painful. It sucks. I still suffer from it sometimes, but hey, it was worth it. It's part of being mommy, a sacrifice. So I took him back, and I'm like, you know, Dr. DaCosta, this, this, that, and the third, and he's so heavy. And she was, she goes, well, hmm, let me check him out. So she says, well, we believe he has hypotonia. She breaks it down into some muscular delay. We're going to get him in physical therapy, blah, 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 this amount of times, every week, da-da-da. Okay, I felt better knowing. I'm like, hey, I know something's wrong with him. What is it? So... Receiving the proper diagnosis made me feel a whole, whole lot better. So I went to physical therapy once. 
um an hour every week and then they go well hey the muscle the tongue is a muscle he's not really speaking and uh, we're gonna put him in speech so i'm like look whatever you guys have to do to make sure my baby is fine i'm all for it great let's do it so it was physical and speech once a week every week um and then they're like okay he's still eating with his hands by this time he was a good two years old and um, they put him in occupational. And this just helps him with his cognitive motor skills, like picking up a fork or spoon, sucking from a straw. He had no structural facial strength in his face at all. So he couldn't pronounce the vowels ooh and ah and me and things that would make his lips stretch and flex. So he couldn't drink out of a straw. So they worked on that in occupational speech. And um, I felt better because he was improving. Ultimately, they said my baby would never walk. And Princeton just started walking one day after countless hours of therapy. And we did. We, it was a process. He had a metal walker that I hated so much. And he hated it too because it was heavy. And it would pinch my fingers. And he he didn't, he didn't have the core strength to stand. And it kind of forced him to. So he would drop to his knees all the time. And then that became a problem. And... He progressed into it and grew into it and he started taking steps. And I felt so good for them to say that he never walked and he started taking steps. So his hips and things were unaligned and his right foot went into his left foot. And yes, he walked like a little zombie, but he was taking steps. So yay, one down, two to go. Baby starts walking. Speech was the most difficult Oh my God, it's difficult. Like he would ba 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 here, la 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 there, but it, there was no little to no improvement. Occupational, he didn't like the sensory exercises because he did have sensory issues. So he didn't like the compression of socks or hats or jackets. So winters were they were horrible because he would strip himself in the back seat, and I'm like, oh yeah, we're gonna hop out the car, and I have to get back there and fully dress him back up because he he didn't like the feeling. So first her haircut came around and Princeton made me cry because I he he screamed like he was being tortured and I felt so bad and the barber's like we're used to it. I'm like, no, but I'm <laughs> he's discomforted. I don't like it. But he made it through it after me putting him in my lap and um watching cartoons on my phone. He made it through his first haircut and still me not really understanding any of the things that was going on with him. I would just tell his therapist if anything new happened or anything changed and she was like, Yeah, it's sensory processing and explained it was more so him being interested in the clippers and actually getting the haircut himself. So, okay. Back to physical. So he's walking but He's tripping over his feet. So we had to get him inserts and braces. It was so difficult and it was so frustrating. And being a single mom, it was so overwhelming. I just remember being like a zombie, having to work full-time school, new mom to a new baby. And I'm doing it all on my own. And I feel so overwhelmed. I cried a lot of my days and felt like I couldn't do it. And I made it through. And that's why I want to be of inspiration to autism moms because I definitely understand 
what it's like to feel like you're not doing enough. Or just the mom in general. We have those days where we're like, oh my God, I fed you, I cleaned you. Why are you crying? What's wrong? <laughs> what is, what's wrong? What did I do wrong? What did I not do right? What am I missing? And it's just a little bit more intricate and special with autism children because they like to eat fries, but the, te- the texture from a fry touching their skin could freak them out. And they they don't understand it. So you have to find ways to calm them and reassure them. And it's it's a process. So um, time went by and I started noticing him making certain facial expressions and expressing himself in weird ways. And I'm like, hey, okay, something's not right again. <clears throat> Sorry. So I took him back for another checkup. And she examined him and looked at him and she was like, well, yeah, I see what you're talking about. And she says, we're going to do an assessment. We're going to test him. And she goes, well, yeah, he has autism. And it was like thrown at me. And I'm in my head like, what the freak is autism? And then they just give me this thick stack of paperwork, autism, 100 day kid and all these places to go and I'm like I don't know what to say or how do I get in contact and I just remember leaving feeling worse than I did when I got there and the therapist helped me out and they introduced me to TIS and I could never get them on the phone I was frustrated and they're like you have to do it before he turns three and I'm like oh my gosh she's gonna be three and I can't get them on the phone I'm emailing I'm calling and I'm leaving voicemails and no one's calling me back so ultimately Mom had to make the decision of choosing a job and I had to release him from therapy because being a single mom, I didn't have the help and grandparents and everybody else worked and friends and everyone's schedule clashed and I felt even worse because I'm like, wow, he can't get to therapy. He's missing this and this and that. And the therapist was like, it's okay. The things we do here, you can do at home. In my mind, I'm like, that's not enough. I'm not you. (laughs) I can't do it the way you do it. And I just figured it out. I figured it out and we started doing exercises at home and just working on the core and uh, I kept working a lot of dead-end jobs that didn't understand the importance of when the school calls and says you're autistic kid is freaking out you gotta leave you gotta leave and they didn't want to work with me um they threw the attendance card even with the medical paperwork and I just remember being frantic and crying Because I'm like, man, well, I have to work to feed the baby, but my baby is important. I can get another job. And I just took that mindset and I started enjoying being home with him more because I was able to be more hands-on with him. And I just remember how hard it was struggling and trying to find a job and still care for him being alone. And I wanted to make an impact and I wanted us to be heard. I'm like, God, there has to be something I can do. Or is there anyone else who feel the way I feel or going through what I'm going through? And I got this idea to make a support group page because a lot of people that I was unaware of watching his progress were giving me kudos and it made me feel so good. And that's what pushed me into my passion of passion of not worrying about another nine to five 
it just stuck with me to advocate. Advocate for Princeton. Advocate for other autistic children. Advocate for the moms who don't know what to do next or they're lost. Because I've had a lot of moms walk up to me and they're like, well, how did you do this? And how did you do that? And how did you get there? And it feels so good to be able to give them that information. And I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to make a support page. It's called Princeton Speaks. So it's on Instagram. It's at Princeton.Speaks. And it's a page I made with all of his progress from start to now because we're not done. And it makes me feel so good when he gets praised and other moms. And they're like, oh, my God, well, my baby, because of this and this and that. And I get feedback as well. So then I took to Facebook. I said, okay, on Facebook, it's Princeton's Autism Journey. And it is a closed group. Um, I do go through and comb through the firm requests, so I do accept. And people are excited and thrilled, and they love to see him progress, and it makes me feel so great. And so later, I started to get into the autism moms groups and just seeing the moms say things like, I can, and I hate this, and just uplifting moms. You are great. You are wonderful. You are made for this. You are strong. Your baby needs you. You were blessed with this child for this reason and that reason. You got it. And they instantly feel better, and that makes me feel better. I had no one to give me that that push. So it feels good for me to be able to help somebody in that department. And I am slowly getting the support and it's wonderful. So I just want this platform to be like a journal. However you feel, good or bad, autism moms, it's okay. It's all right. We're human and it's only so much that we can we can take on. It's okay to feel restless or tired. But don't ever demean yourself. You are doing a great job. You are doing enough. You are. You are. Just think about where you started and where you are now. So I just want to keep that going. I want to keep being that motivational person. I want to keep getting feedback because I'm still learning things. And it's a wonderful feeling. So Princeton is so much better now. Um, He's transitioning to pre-K. And um, he's um, currently being enrolled in ABA because he's now making um, more sounds and, and I'll say more fragments, but he's not making sentences. But I am understanding more things than I was prior. And I called it jargoning. So basically, he thinks he's talking, but he sounds like blah, 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 me, 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 like a little minion. That's what I call him. <laughs> but it's just wonderful to see how these autistic children overcome obstacles that were meant to stop them or your kid will never do this and they overcome that or your kid and they overcome that it is amazing and they're no different than any other child they just develop slower to things but these kids are really undermined geniuses they just don't know what their genius is at just yet and some of us as parents don't know either i have an autistic cousin he's 31 and he's a producer in LA. He's awesome. Great. So I'm just excited to figure out what it is that Princeton is hiding from me. What is he a genius at? He could be a musician. He could be a doctor. I don't know, but I want to continue to support and push because I'm excited for him. I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for this podcast. I'm excited for moms that I haven't encountered yet. Um, But this is a feel good podcast. Anything you want to know, um, like I stated 
in the prior podcast, my email is oceanbailey at gmail.com. That's O-S-E-A-N-B-A-I-L-E-Y at gmail. Princeton social media um, Instagram is at Princeton.Speaks. That is his Instagram page and his Facebook page is Princeton's Autism Journey. My social media page is Ocean Bailey, O-S-E-A-N. B-A-I-L-E-Y. You can't miss it because I just recently changed my profile picture over to the same image that I have on my podcast. Um, And if you didn't catch that, like I said, feel free to email me at oceanbailey at gmail.com. O-S-E-A-N-B-A-I-L-E-Y. Thank you so much for your time again. Thank you to all of my listeners. This is a fairly new podcast, but things are looking up. I am so blessed and grateful and I'm thankful. Tell a friend to tell a friend, share, subscribe, support. I promise I'm all about giving as well. I'm actually looking to try to do some monthly or even some annual meet and greets sooner than later. I really want to meet you guys and we have lunch or whatever the case or just have a play date for all the kids figure something out let's congregate and hug and shake hands and and just get a feel of each other and just that 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 loving encouraging support feels amazing so email me for any questions ideas whatever um that you can offer if you want to get on here and talk about some things it's ocean bailey at gmail.com thanks again listeners i'm your host ocean and it's been a pleasure speaking with you guys on autism mom's umbrella podcast